Welcome to the Attack Action Podcast, where we talk about friendship, fun times, and most importantly, flesh and blood. Here are your hosts, Taylor and Isaac. Hello, Attacktioneers. I'm your host, Taylor, with my co-host, Isaac. What's up, dude? Um, today we're doing a bonus episode. Uh, we decided to do a set review for this set. This will be our first set review ever, but we're getting on the hype train. We wanted to <laughs> uh, to rate some cards uh, in terms of limited play only. Yeah, so uh, we are going to go through basically the whole set and give every card a rating in what we think is their pickability, playability, viability, all of the above for uh, specifically draft and a little bit of uh, sealed as well. But since draft is kind of the premier limited format uh, coming up in the next road to Nat season and professional level events like nationals and the pro tour, uh, we thought it was pertinent. This is, I think, probably coming out the same day as Arsenal Passes set review if they're doing one. So enjoy that six-hour marathon of uh, four, four dudes all talking about the same set. I think it would be interesting. I'm excited to listen to theirs to see how it differs um, from ours, if at all. Yeah, well, I was going to say, so our set... Um... We wanted to get this out before pre-release weekend, but we have not had the opportunity to play any limited with this set yet. So this is all right. speculative, our first impression, knee-jerk reactions, right? Don't, you know, flip an at me because you picked a card and lost your, you know, pre-release. <laughs> but we did go through and think about these cards and interactions, and so we're going to try to give you our best uh, takes on them. Totally. Uh, a few other housekeeping things um if you have not listened to our part one and part two of our draft series i would say go do that as well that'll give you a lot of tips and strategies for uh, the upcoming draft season we are about to embark on and like and subscribe uh, support us on Patreon, etc. All of that stuff. You guys uh, know the drill if uh, <clears throat> you've been here before. Uh, then lastly, so the rating system we're using is uh, one to four stars is how we rated cards, um, which I think was an okay way to rate the cards. Um it definitely has some limitations as it doesn't allow a lot of nuance um, for the picks. So you're going to hear a lot of like two stars, three stars and that sort of thing. Um, but I think that that is still pretty uh, useful information. Um, but sometimes like if two, uh, three stars are in your hand, you know, you will have to like make the educated decision on which one to pick because of the kind of limitations of the ratings we used. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, we might bump it up to a five-star system in the future, but I also found, you know, with our limited knowledge of uh, the set, you know, this just kind of boils it down, right? Like four stars are incredibly good. 
three stars are good, well-performing cards, right? Like two stars, functional, you know, uh, might merit a slot, but definitely like not priority worthy really, or, you know, might just slide in there because one star is just bad. Yeah. It's kind of how I went with it. Is that, are we on the same page, Taylor? I think so. Yeah. My four stars are the best cards in the set or, um, for, uh, you know, different reasons usually. And then, yeah, your three stars are your good staple cards, right? Those are what you want most of your deck to be of. And then two stars are, uh, the okay cards they're like maybe the ones that are passed to you at the end of a pack that you can then play is how i kind of thought of that and then yeah one star is terrible just bad i think i have a zero star in here but uh we'll get to that Ooh, nice another thing one oh nice i think i have it labeled as one or less i don't <laughs> know <laughs> or something like that Um, another thing me and Isaac did is we did this separately and have compared zero notes. So we're going to be doing all of our, our, our takes are going to be a surprise to one another on the pod at the same time. So could add some extra excitement to the podcast. Let's do it. Okay, so we're going from in number order here. So we're going to start off with, uh, well, let's start off with the weapons first. And um, just I wanted your thoughts on the three weapons that are in this set. What do you think about them? Because they're they're the only ones, right? We have no majestic weapons. You're stuck with the the storm of Sandakai and Waning Moon etc so um i kind of like i mean i know for everybody it's a bummer you can't pull majestic weapons or it it lacks a bit of depth but i kind of like this um just from our our previous episode using the example of example of winter's whale um Mm -hmm. sometimes majestic weapon pulls can just kind of make your deck a bit overpowered since it's a weapon and starts out on the field for you uh, so in that way, to me, this balances it uh, quite well. Um, as far as the weapons go, you know, I think um, I think Fies is just fine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, functions in its slot, gives you a chain link, um, pitch a blue, play a card in the weapon. Um, the Storm of Sandakai, you know, typical illusionist weapon. It is, it is really powerful in that it enables your Aether Wings, but also... Uh, you know, a bit scary because you can, you, you can't lean on it, right? You can run out of threats and you have no weapon. Um, I think waning moon is extremely powerful and uh, it kind of changed my opinion on a lot of cards in the set. Once I saw waning moon and uh, you know, I think that uh, <laughs> I don't know, that's a very good wizard weapon and makes the whole, the whole class and all of her cards like quite a lot better. Right, because even if you play a non-damage one cost, 
you can still use waning moon. Um, so I really, I really enjoy that interaction. Um, what do you think, Taylor? You have any hot takes? No, I think that's about on par. Like, you know, Storm of Sandakai really is just an extra text box ability for Dromai. And the uh, Searing Ember Blade is definitely a pretty serviceable weapon, useful. But yeah, that Waning Moon is kind of the best, I think, weapon in the set. Um, and could be like actually maybe... I don't know. It could be really powerful in limited because there are a lot of like zero or one cost uh, blue non-attack actions you can play out of arsenal at instant speed and then get that like three damage in. So it could be it could add up pretty quickly that that extra arcane damage uh, on your opponent's turn. So. All right, let's start this bad boy off. So first up is silken form which is the draconic illusionist equipment arms so i give this a three-star rating it does a lot for your hero it defends it's basically you know a staple of the class really thoughts isaac yeah i also gave it three stars i think the quell ability is quite powerful in this set because it applies to uh arcane damage um, from multiple sources like the staff and something else. It applies to Aether Wings and it applies to Fi's, uh, you know, one plinker go wide attacks. Uh, and the, the nature of Quell is that you can pitch a blue and block, you know, several sources of damage before you lose the equipment. So I think that all of the, you know, Quell one equipment is pretty, pretty essential. Yeah. And y you can um, uh, use Quell and its instant ability, I believe, in the in one felt swoop there um so yes so you, you can. can get a lot of value out of it so if you're in draconic illusionist you definitely want to pick up silken form for sure yep um so our next card and we're not going to read off the cards for time's sake so uh follow along <laughs> in the uh card yeah <laughs> um our next card is burn them all which i gave four stars Wow. Um, I think this card, yeah, is uh, incredibly good. It's non-functional until you have some Aether Wings out, but it blocks for three. It's a free red card, so you can play it at the start of your turn to then give all your dragons go again, right? Like, none of your dragons do anything until you've played a red card. So one card from hand, you can play this, pumps them all, and then you can attack with all of them. It also will probably hang out for a little while due to its like relatively low cost to stay in play. Um, so for all those reasons, I think this card is just fantastic. Taylor, what's your take? I gave it two stars. Ooh, nice. <laughs> so for me, like Dromai has this like whole engine she needs to get going, right? And the if you don't have you know, a uh, surplus of dragons and ash and like all of these things, then really all this card is doing is giving your dragons go again and then maybe dealing one or two damage, maybe only over like, you know, two turns because it, it's draft. So who knows how many like red cards you're actually going to have in your graveyard by the time this gets out there, etc. So it just is like has to be 
a really specific timing for this card for it to be really good. So that's why I gave it two stars. It has like for sure an upside, but uh, at at face value, just being able to play it, yeah, not not the greatest. Okay, uh, do you want to rebuttal or is that good? Um, no, I will say that in Dromai, all of these red cards are actually not a huge um i don't know liability because you do need some blues right but reds are also your resource cards in a lot of instances so i see um a lot of these red cards as being less i guess like like i said less of a liability which i kind of think is important in you know some of my rating considerations all right what do we got next well, okay, I do want to say this one thing. Like, you might might be right because all of the draconic talent cards are just red. So maybe I didn't consider that that there will be maybe a influx of red cards potentially in the set. I was kind of thinking of it being like, you know, who knows how many reds we're going to see in each pack, but so maybe there will be some more reds in that sort of thing just so burn them all can stay out longer. So anyway, uh, we'll move on to uh, Dracana Optimi. So both the Invoke and the Dragon I have as one card because it is one card. Um, yeah. So I gave this a uh, two-star rating. Yep. It's good, uh, but it has like, a lot of timing and is it, it very expensive? Um, so I just don't know uh, how much, like how great this is going to be in terms of like an investment uh, for your your game plan. But is very powerful. I will give it that. But it like costs six, and uh, you know, is tough to play. I think because of that. Uh, yeah, I definitely hear that. I gave it two stars initially, and then I bumped it up to three after considering it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, drawing this with two blues it seems like pretty low odds, just considering what your deck will consist of. However, after thinking about it, if you do play it, it'll deal two to six arcane damage to your opponent, kind of as a surprise, and um, will require them to keep and attack for six physical and require them to save, you know, enough cards to then kill it on their turn. So that type of, you know, just surprise power play, I think just in my mind bumped it up a little bit in power level. Um, and once again, it blocks for three and it's a red, so it can be, you know, your resource card if it's not online or if it's too early in the game or whatever it is, right? Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to say like hesitant three stars. Okay, cool. I got nervous, but all right. <laughs> all right. On to, uh, the next big baddie, uh, invoke Tomultai. Tomultai. <laughs> so I gave invoke Tomultai two stars, um, for a lot of the, the reasons you were talking about his, his ability is not very online, right? Because you're not trying to attack their pretty 
janky equipment compared to constructed right, right? and um his prohibitive cost um just makes his value fairly low he only attacks for five um a lot of cards are five attack so a lot of cards can kill him with just one swing and um again it's just like you're getting no value out of the ability so solid two stars nice i gave tomaltai three stars um because Ooh. it's just a really strong ability that you just kind of need to get off once and like a lot of the equipment is like not super powerful but is super super useful and so getting to uh potentially play this and just like you know strip a card and their piece of equipment is like a pretty good like tempo play you know what i mean and then if they don't have a six like the upside is just a little bit better on tomaltai i think than optimai but could be wrong I think I'll just say that after nice. every card could be wrong. Disagree. <laughs> Take us to the next dragon. Okay. Uh, next dragon is Domina. Domina, excuse me. Um, <clears throat> and so I gave this a four stars. Um, it is much lower costed blocks for three. And like you said, is a resource card. And then has this like super good ability that you cannot interact with. So if they spend a six to pop it, you also get to look at their hand and banish like a whole other card. Um, so it's just really powerful, even if they stop it. And its health total is at like a break point. So if they don't have a six, they have to spend one of their cards that is at one of those breakpoints to kill your dragon. So I gave it four stars. Nice. Yeah, I like it. Um, I only gave it three, but I agree with you. It's it's four cost means that you can pitch a blue and a red yeah. to play it as opposed to the five or six cost. And pitching a red will then replace the ash that you consume mm -hmm. by summoning yeah. it, which I think is really good. And the odds of you having a blue and a red in your hand are much greater than um, you know the other high cost dragons. I will say it's ability you have to hit off the top. So the odds in your deck might only be like 50-50 or something, and then it might be dead next turn, but still still really powerful. And uh, I agree the the four health makes it a bit more beefy, right? They can't just like throw any random card at it to clear it. Um, so yeah, all that combined, I think it's I, I it's my favorite of the big Yeah, dragons, of the Majestics. I think it's uh, quite yeah. powerful. Yeah, same. Yeah. Same for sure. Definitely. Um, okay, on to the uh, the rares here. We have Invoke Azulai. Azvolai. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not fluent in this language. Intraconic. <laughs> yeah. Um, I gave Invoke Azvolai uh, two stars. Um, you know, it's a two, three. So it's not putting in a ton of work for you. It... Its ability is useful when combating uh, another Dromai, but I guess it's split damage against an opponent, but it just does not seem that, you know, uh, that influential or impactful on the game state. Um, its zero cost can come in handy, 
but also has the downside of you don't pay for it to then create another ash to replace it. So uh, kind of a double-edged sword there, in my opinion. What do you think of this dragon? Uh, I gave it three stars. I mean, it's still a red card that's free and blocks for three. And then it just kind of has like a pretty good attack, right? So even if it's like, you know, let's say you have like two ash wings out and you just took a big swing and all you do is play uh, Azulai from Arsenal, you're still like potentially getting... Um, quite a lot of value out of that one card hand because of that, because now all your dragons have go again. Assuming also that they don't have a six in their hand. So um, there's that. So yeah, I gave it three stars. I think it's a pretty good dragon. Um, okay, on to the next one. Uh, Chromai. And I gave this a... Uh, what did I give this? Sorry, they all get blended together here i used little tiny like asterisks as stars rather than writing them so when they're all close together it's hard to tell um <clears throat> i gave this dragon four stars so the fact that it gives you an, an action point is really good so even if they like uh pop it you still get to continue to have your turn it's cheap so I think it's a really good dragon that you would want to pick up for sure. Yeah, I uh, I 100% agree. Um, I only gave it three stars, but I think it's a four star dragon in constructed. I was I'm a little unsure exactly how many sixers there'll be in limited, so I'm not you know I'm just like not aware of exactly how impactful this is, but it's definitely uh you know. Definitely one of your bread and butter dragons, just as far as, uh, you know, putting in work and making it so your whole, uh, you know, wave of attacks comes in. I think it's just fantastic. Awesome. Um, yep. So moving into uh, Invoke Kyloria, I really, really like this dragon. So I gave this three stars. Um, all of these dragons that are one costed, I really, really like because... Like I said, if you pitch a red and play them, they replace the ash that you consumed. So if you only have one ash up and you have a bunch of one-costed dragons, you can kind of keep this train going, um, which I think is really important. Um, I can you know, foresee circumstances in which you will not have enough ash generation and it will really gum you up. So I'm a huge fan of the one-cost dragons mm -hmm. here. Um, Kyloria also has a very powerful on-hit. Right, like odds are you're not going to take their item. I don't even know if there are items in the set. <laughs> there <laughs> <But> are not. <laughs> you would, you would be very happy to uh, draw a card on this four breakpoint. Um, I guess I would say the only downside is the two health can be killed with like, kind of any spell that can target a dragon or uh, Fi's weapon. So they are a bit, bit more fragile. But just like the impact, even only on the turn where you play it, I think is. Um, very valuable yeah i gave it three stars um it doesn't get that four star rating for me because of the low health but i mean it's a draw engine attacks at a break point all of the things you said excellent excellent dragon the rare dragons are for sure my favorite you know these are the ones uh that are are super good i think there's two like going off cuff here there's a world in where 
in pack one, you hoover up all the six attack cards. And then in pack two, you like wind up with opening some of these like pretty good rare dragons and, and then like, you know, take that. Maybe the person passes you one because they're not in Dromai. So you can just kind of craft the draft to uh, get extra value out of your dragons potentially. Man, that's really the dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're all rares, so I am unsure how many dragons we'll see in a draft, yeah. but hopefully Ho- enough. Hopefully. Okay, so next dragon, Miragi. Miragi? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so I gave this one a four star. This is like the quintessential dragon I think you want to draft because all of your dragons lose Phantasm. So now any investments for later dragons, uh, they can't be broken with one card. So, And it's like has kind of a bit of a beefier amount of health, so it requires one of your opponent's best cards to kill it. Um, And then that's like four damage not going at you. So I think it is a four-star dragon and maybe the one I think is the best. Maybe not though. It's hard. There's a lot of other good ones coming up. Over to you. Yeah, I I also gave it four stars. Um, Nice. For all the reasons you said, the high health total, the one cost is excellent. You're also not kind of bound because they're not like attack action cards or whatever. You can, you know, it's like you can play this, you can play Kyloria, then you can attack with Kyloria first, no Phantasm. And then, you know, you could attack with Mirage, Mirage, and, or you could just not attack to not risk it. You know, it's, it's kind of up to you. So uh, yeah, that makes, that makes all these really. Yeah. I like the dragons that are just like out there with an ability like that. And so you can hopefully use your other ones yeah definitely um our next dragon is uh i i kind of really like the flavor of this one it's N- invoke necria and i was kind of unsure about this dragon i think i'm gonna give it three stars um i don't like the three cost on it but because ash creation is so um, you know, so critical for your deck and you're unsure how much they'll be playing this out. I think will like more than pay for itself, right? It, it's a four seven. So it's a bit hard to kill. And, you know, if you get like three ashes out of it being out on the field, um, that's pretty amazing value actually. Um, so I actually quite like the, the value of this dragon, despite the, the kind of awkward cost. Yeah. Necria, I gave three. I'll just read what I said. Necria, three stars. Unsure of how good this is. Makes an ash, and that must be good. <laughs> nice. Yeah, exactly. totally. So I, uh, it, it has to be, right? You need ash for like so many things. So uh, it's very good. Yeah. It's also the cool undead dragon, which uh, Poppy like. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, okay, on to Uvia. So I gave this... Uh, three stars. I think it's the same kind of deal as Necria, because um, it makes uh, it turns your ash into ash wings, and that's like very good. Um, it's a terrible attacker, but you probably don't want it to 
be attacking anyway. You just want it to sit out there and be the mother of dragons and continue to make ash wings uh, on your turn. Uh, nice. So I gave Uvia one star. Wow. Um, because, so I could be proven wrong here, but to me, your ash production will not keep up with Uvia's Aetherwing production. And she might be like hoovering up all the ashes you need to summon like more powerful dragons or you utilize in other ways. So in a world where you have like Necria and a bunch of sweeping blows and Uvia out, that's like really amazing, like a really amazing engine. And that's really the dream. Um, just my fear is that you will not have enough ashes to actually capitalize on Uvia's ability. Um, so that's where I landed. One star. Prove me wrong. Sweet. I just like, okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. We'll see what happens. You're you're next. You're next. Yeah. All right. On to uh, Temia. Tem Temai. <laughs> I did when I went through these cards before, I didn't read them out loud, which now I'm regretting. <laughs> the my <laughs> Theme. Teme. I'm gonna call it Teme. Uh, isn't there a pronunciation um, article somewhere about all of this stuff, I think? Uh well we need it. <laughs> um yeah, I'm gonna so Teme. I'm going to give, I wrote down three stars. I want to give this four stars um, because this dragon is just broken against Eastlander. It's so good. And, um, you know, it, it's, it has decent, uh, decent attack and health against five, but it costs two, which I don't really love. Um, but just for its value against Eastlander, it's like pretty insane. Um, which is only one out of three matchups, I think is why I only gave it three stars. But uh, yep, sold. Uh, I gave it two stars because of its narrow use. Um, can be fine if it's like your third dragon in your deck, but uh, is, uh, you know, it's not great because of its two cost, I think. Yeah, um, I did notice in this set, a lot of cards are actually like preferably sideboard cards. You probably won't have so many cards. That's always a luxury. But um, as we go through, you know, a lot of the design space, it's actually, uh, you know, because you want this in your sideboard, right? But you're right. It is very, very narrow use case. Yeah. Um, okay. Next dragon, second to last, hardest name probably to say, Vinskerakai. <laughs> I tried to flow through. Vinskerakai. That's what I tried to do. I have uh, this. This brings me back to like major anxiety when reading out loud in class. You know, this is what it feels. <laughs> totally. Now we're reading to thousands of people. people. Yeah. So uh, I gave this two stars. Uh, it is like really powerful, but uh, costs three. So you got to have a blue and dies to a phoenix flame basically so only two stars for me yeah i agree i also gave it two stars it's a really big power play when you th throw it out there right and they have to block six yeah or take nine yeah. which is pretty huge <laughs> but um if easelander happens to have a ice card in arsenal that can attack it then she can fizzle it right there 
And like you said, Fi can just pop it with a, you know, a fire Kodachi essentially. Um, so I, I do like it for the, the tempo swing, the pressure, but there's like also a number of ways this can fizzle. If it replaced the ash it burns, I might be a little bit higher on it. But yeah, that blue cost is just pretty, pretty yeah. rough. Um, all right. Some of my favorite art in the new set. Um, invoke Yenderai. So this dragon, I gave two stars. Um, I don't think it's bad at all. I think it's just like a great workhorse dragon. One cost. Love it but it kind of has no effect out there, right? And Phi will find it fairly easy to do two separate sources of damage to it. So will Dromai. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty low on it, but, you know, nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I gave it two stars too. Cool ability, but I don't know why you would pick this dragon over any other dragon that has come before it. So... It's the lowest on my list in terms of, uh, I think, dragons. Probably that or Optimi are like the ones I would care the least about. Okay, uh, next card. So now we're getting into uh, the attack actions and action cards. So we have Billowing Mirage. I gave this three stars. I think it's a good card for the Dromai engine. It blocks well. And I kind of like it in all three colors, actually. So there we go. Yeah, I agree. I also gave it um, three stars, specifically in blue or red. And it does everything you want, right? Like getting Aether Wings out, um, you know, quickly in a fast format. Um, it'll play and it'll make an Ash and then I'll turn it into an Aether Wing. It'll also attack for three. It kind of does like everything you want to some degree. Uh, the one thing I will say about some of these, some of these that function in the spot, in a blue spot, right? So I like this in blue because it blocks for mm -hmm. three and it like functions, but it does not give your dragons go right. again, right? So playing out the blue um, is maybe not quite as functional as it sounds um, in, you know, in a pinch, but still, still great. Um on to uh, a similar card, Dunebreaker Senapai. Um, so I gave this three stars also. Uh, specifically, you know, in red or blue, love it in red, right? Because it gives all your dragons go again, threatens five damage with go again. You know, if they waste their sixer on it, it sucks because it fizzles your turn, but, you know, they have not affected your board state at all. Um, I'm, you know, fairly high on this card. Yeah, think? I think in yellow and blue, it's like three stars, but maybe in the red, it's like maybe a four star just because it does everything you want, right? It's like there's, I mean, I guess the downside with it getting popped is that then your attack is like, is like over, you know, but it doesn't have to be like the first card you play as well. So um, if anything... Makes an, an ash, ash, yeah, for your yeah. trouble. And then you have two, and then now your Uvia engine is freaking up and running. <laughs> <laughs> nice callback. <laughs> I, yeah, I meant it makes an ash just paying for it. But yes, also, if it gets popped, then it makes yeah, another one. Totally. Which, is, which I, yeah. re I really like that. Um, okay, so next up is Dust Up. Um, I gave this 
three stars. Um, but I could be talked down it in the red. I think it's pretty good because you can make an ash wing, which I really like. And that's at like a break point. Um, but the fact that it does not have go again could mean it's actually really bad. So, um, yeah, that's what I got on that. Yeah, um, I gave it two stars, which I actually really like this card in red for sure. It's like a great finisher, right? So like in Dromai, if you live in the dream and not having an in-betweener turn, you you know, you have these openers like Dunebreaker, Senapai or whatever, makes an ash, has go again, turns on your dragons, you swing with dragons, and then the last dragon you swing with has go again, right? So a free dust up is like pretty yeah. great to throw in there. But to me, it's not part of, it's not an essential part of any of the engine so that's why i kind of left it at two stars yeah I think. I think that's fair especially at yellow and blue like i'm probably just blocking with the blue right anyway uh you yeah know. or uh you know <laughs> um all right on to ember moss and yeah. so i'm gonna i give this one four stars um I don't know if it quite merits that, but the red's powerful. The blue still comes in for six. So this card can be one of those finishers at the end of your turn and has a huge effect, or it can be kind of swung on its own for still a pretty pivotal uh, pivotal effect. Sucks if it gets popped, but at least you get an ash out of it. So this card to me is like a win-win. Yeah, I only gave this two stars because of its like large cost, you know, two uh in a kind of deck that's incentivized to run reds makes it like that's kind fair. of tough um and it has and it doesn't have go again and yeah so that those two things make it a two star for me but i also put in my notes like maybe it's just like better at set in second cycle so maybe uh, you know those blues and those yellows become like pretty good after they've popped everything and now you kind of have like a pretty big attack that was your pitch card um, coming in in the second cycle. Next up, man, we're motoring along. We're doing great here. Uh, sweeping nice. blow. So I gave this three stars. Um, it does everything you want. So it like costs one, is a red, has go again. And uh, when you attack with it, it creates another ash token. Um, I really like it. I think in, I mean, obviously in red, in blue, it's pretty cool too because it's like a, a little plinker damage there um, and gets you that that ash token, those two ash tokens you kind of need. Yeah, and in, in red, I, I'm giving this four stars um, just because it's one of the like few ash generators you know, some other cards like Rake the Embers kind of work, but then consume more than they create, for example. Um, Sweeping Blow is just like, you know, if you get a red turn one, you're just, you know, you're psyched. This is going to get everything going for you. So I'm really into the red in this. Um, you know, the blue for the same reason, but again, doesn't turn on your dragon. So early, maybe the blues still fine to play. Um, but yeah, really, really high on that card. Uh, just very yeah i think there's a world where like sweeping blow and dune breaker like both of those in blue are like great 
turn one, right? You can like play out this card that doesn't attack for very much, but starts your like engine and keeps a red card in your deck mm -hmm. for second cycle. So, um, and like turn one or turn zero, you like don't care if they if they pop it if it's Cinepie, and then sweeping blow they just like you know inefficiently block it or take a damage. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, am I up? I'm up. Okay. On to uh, Rake the nice. Embers. So this card in red exclusively I'm talking about. I give it three stars. Yeah. Um, I mean, just because the blue doesn't, you know. I mean, it, it's fine, right? But the blue also blocks for two, so that puts it quite yeah. a bit lower. Um, but Rake the Embers has a lot of value to me in that it, it generates up to three ashes. Um or uh, Aether Wings, which, I mean, Phi might prioritize your Aether Wings, but then he's not attacking you, you know. Um, to me, generating Aether Wings, which are, like, difficult damage to negate, uh, is just, like, one of the main things you want to be doing. Uh, also, playing it and turns on your other dragons. Uh, to me, this card's kind of a staple. Yeah, I also gave it three stars in red specifically because um, it does right? All of the stuff you want. It's a red card with go again, pays for one, makes uh, your weapons basically. So yeah, very, very good. Um, okay, next up we have uh, Skittering Sands. Um, I gave this three stars, but only because when you when you value the red one as a zero cost four attack, basically, because it gives an ash wing plus three, um, then it's pretty good, right? So it gives your dragons go again, turns one of your ash wings into a zero for four, basically. So when you value that in terms of like other cards that are zero for fours, like those are usually typically very good. So specifically the red one gets a three stars, but uh, I could be, I could think of it as more of like a, it could go all the way down to a one star. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly what I gave it. One yeah, star. Nice. <laughs> I mean, point taken zero for four auto go again is like really great. Right. Um, it also transforms an ash, which is what you're trying to do. But to me that just, it's, it's just not part of your engine, right? Like, I mean, it, it's, it gives your dragons go again, but just the fact that it doesn't make an ash, it gives a temporary buff. It, I don't know. I, I could be way off base here, but it just doesn't feel like that's what I'm trying to do with my turn. Yeah, that's totally fair. Um, on to sand cover. I also gave this one star. Um, very good for blocking arcane or just, you know, whatever. There's no defense reactions in this set. There, um, there are. But. Yeah. Oh, there are. Oh, yeah. yeah, I guess so. But anyway, there's no fate for scenes right. in this set. <laughs> um, But to me, like I'm much higher on Oasis Respite than this card. Um, Just because to me, it feels bad to just burn an ash for like no. um you know, for just like a temporary payoff, no like permanent gain. And I could be way off base here, right? Because you're playing essentially a blitz format and it might be like too fast for like the kind of 
engine or consistency I'm looking for. So sand cover might just like, you know, be a great payoff and then the game's over. <laughs> but uh, just, you know, at, at base value to me, um, burning my ash to, to block for four did not, was not very appealing. Uh, I gave it two stars just because of like the same uh, uh, logic I used for skittering sands. Like in red, it makes one of your ashes a zero for four defense reaction, which we know is good, right? And even in yellow, like there are a lot of cards that attack for three in the set too. Like that's kind of the same thing, but it doesn't get any higher than that because it's really dependent on how well your deck is doing at making ash right so like you said it could be a liability Mm -hmm. uh if you use your one ash that you have out that could be like a freaking cool dragon uh just to just block four damage um or you have uh a bit of a surplus and then it's great to use one for four. So um, yeah, two stars. Okay. On to draconic ninja. Our first card here is heat wave. The, the arms um, for the ninja. I give this three stars equipment's great it has quell one it's great um i'm a little less high on this one because you can't gain the benefit of the instant unless you're using like along with quell unless you're blocking um you know Eastlanders yeah. uh instant speed attack otherwise it's kind of one or the other but you know still still great to just have a quell on the board yeah i give it three stars um obvious i think all of the like class equipment i think is is i give three stars and they're just all staples like giving your phoenix flames like plus one is pretty huge uh because you can like loop them with phi and that sort of thing so uh it could be like you know uh plus two damage so it's like then it's like basically a goliath gauntlet at that point and that's a very good card and then it also blocks so better than goliath gauntlet (laughs) um okay so first up here we have phoenix form um so i gave this two stars it seems fine but it seems hard to get all of the modes and uh you know as a like kind of basic draconic chain link right which is what we're trying to do here in draconic ninja it's like fine, right? So, yeah, you like maybe have to spend like a Phoenix Flame that attacks for zero, and then you come in for a zero for three with go again, you know? So, two stars. Yeah. Um, I actually gave this four stars, but not for its, you know, balmy nature, uh, just because it's it's like everything you want, right? It's like a zero for three, go again, blocks for three draconic chain link at worst you know if you manage to plank it up to zero for five go again that's insane um so to me there's kind of no downside um 
to having this at all. It's like, yeah, it doesn't have go again without a Phoenix flame. So maybe you have to arsenal it and play it next turn. But to me, it's, it's just like, you know, one of the money cards that you're trying to get to pop off. Yeah. I just, I, I'm unsure of how like, you know, much of an upside it does have. It's just like an okay card, I think in my eyes, but you know, we'll wait and see. Um, so I had spread the flames at three stars, but I'm going to bump that down to two stars actually. Um, (laughs) it's, if you have like a, your engines firing off, this is really powerful, but, um, to me, it's, uh, it's a little bit too cute to get the benefit. Um, maybe three stars. We'll go back to three here, (laughs) but, uh, it's just like it blocks for two. And, uh, you know, I don't know how many of these plus ones you're going to get out of it. Um, but obviously very powerful if you get it to work. What do you, I don't know. I gave it one star. It's like, you know, it really depends on like the correct hand, the correct resources, like a lot of draconic ninja stuff, like costs, you know, one or two or something, you know, and you want X amount of like, uh, uh, what are they called? Chain links, you know? And so to spend one of my like valuable resources on this, that blocks for two it's just like there are other cards that have better abilities i think in in limited you know and whereas like yeah the upside on this is like maybe not even it's not even good as good as phoenix form in my opinion which is why i gave it one star um okay next up we have combustion point so i gave this also two stars um but it could be a powerful finisher and it blocks for three. So that's really good. But it costing one just makes it like a really fair card. Right. Um, and like I said, like your draconic chain links are like really important to a lot of your cards. So spending one of your resources that could be an attack um, maybe is like, you know, I don't know, less ideal. So that's what I got. Fair point. Uh, I gave this four stars. <laughs> nice. Um, High on all the Draconic Ninja stuff. This is like, uh, well, well, hold, hold on. Wait till we're... <laughs> all the best cards are up here, in my opinion. Oh. Um, to me, Combustion Point is... Uh, it's like the route of this set, right? Like, it'll... You get to banish a defending card, right? So it's like giving an attack plus four. And, you know can very easily win you the game you know in that sense there's a uh, very few you know defense reaction type um cards uh so i think that this is actually quite powerful and leading into the next card as well i'm like pretty high on the one cost ninja cards because for a blue one one cost and the weapon and some zero costs function really well i'm like much lower on the two cost or higher cards Uh, so, you know, to me, yeah, the combustion point one cost is definitely a cost, but, uh, you know, anyway, I like the, uh, game winning nature of this card. Mm. Um, so in that same vein onto engulfing flame wave, which I give one star, um, 
because of its two cost nature, right? Like it does have a pretty powerful ability and I might be wrong here. I mean, I, I do, I do recognize what this card can do. It's just, you can't pitch a blue and play this card and swing your sword. And, uh, you know, with any of the one costs, you also have the sword with it, um, ideally. So that's why I'm pretty low on it. What do you, it also blocks for two. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's all fair. I really like the attacks that have auto go again. So uh, I gave this three stars um, because two of its colors are at really good break points and getting to add another card to the chain uh, can be like pretty important because um, there's like a number of other cards that also have like free go again. So you could pitch a blue and still like, you know, hit something like mounting anger or rise from the ashes or, uh, you know, et cetera. Um, Cinder skin devotion. There's just like a lot of cards you can hit with just a blue that like, uh, can keep you going. So I gave it uh, three stars. I lost my place. I got excited. Okay, next is uh, Mounting Anger. So I gave this two stars. I think it's good in red and blue, but only good based on kind of the cards in your hand. So based on what you're holding... Um, potentially makes this better or worse and it only blocks for two classic ninja stuff you're like not blocking you're just attacking um so that's uh that's what i got what do you got uh yeah so i gave this three stars i actually really like this card for the aforementioned one cost um compatibility with the weapon um when you consider its ability also it's kind of like one for five go again in a sense and I like the fact that you banish the card and can play it this turn as opposed to the next card proc, right? So if you're going to play this and then swing the weapon because the card you banish doesn't have go again, you can still do that and it'll still get the benefit of it, right? So you can go mounting anger, sword, and then your, your free attack with no go again um, for plus one. So, yep. Also blocks for two, but for all those reasons, I, I like what this card does for you. Nice. Um, all right. On to Rise from the Ashes. So let's see. I gave this uh I gave this two stars. Um It's okay, right? So because it fetches a Phoenix Flame, you do get a chain link from playing this card, which I think is kind of what you're looking for. But everything else about it, I don't really love, right? Like you can already get a Phoenix Flame from Fi's ability once in the turn. So then you would have to have two online to make this work. And again, this card does not create a chain link. It just gives a temporary buff. So I'm just not not that psyched about it. Over to you, Taylor. Uh, I gave it three stars. Um, I think it's good in all of its colors because it basically replaces itself and can be a thing that helps you push your like chain links higher, you know? Um, so, yeah, 
I I think it's good. So three stars. Uh, then moving on, we go to Brand with Cinderclaw. I gave this two stars. Um, it has a pretty good ability. It has free go again, but it gets negatives for not being a breakpoint and a two block. And maybe the best is the blue one, maybe? I don't know. Maybe I'm unsure about this card. I also like how we're both just all over the place with Draconic Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, we'll we'll come back when uh, when we've played it. Yeah. Uh, in limited some. Um, yeah. So I gave this three stars, which is weird because I don't really love it. Because um, <laughs> it's like sticking with what I wrote down. <laughs> yep. I wrote it here earlier. No. um, So if the next card you play is a generic card, it's great because it includes it in your draconic chain link thing, but it it has to be a generic card with go again. So it's like contingent on that, which kind of makes the ability not great. The only reason I like it is it's zero for three go again, right? It does all the things. It doesn't cost anything. Um, So just in that vein, it's what you want, right? Um, you know, in red specifically. Again, blues, I'm more, I'm higher on three block blues, but uh, I guess it functions in a pinch. All right, on, moving <laughs> on here. Um, Cinderskin Devotion. Uh, so I gave this card three stars. Um, it's just one for four. I know conditional go again. But one for four, go again, and blocks for three, I think is like pretty good. Uh, so this comes with a caveat getting three stars in that there's like, you need so many cards with auto go again in your deck to open your chain links, right? Or open the chain or start the chain off. And then you have all these cards that are like, conditional go again depending on what came before it or rupture or whatever so like obviously if you have too many cinder skin devotions it gets way worse but i'm rating it in terms of like two-thirds of your cards just have go again you know or half or whatever um so in that sense uh you know everything in moderation here <laughs> yes all right so we're on the same page got? with this card i gave it three stars in the red but two stars for yeah. everything else right? Like one for four conditional mm-hmm. go again. I mean, even if it's like Phoenix flame for zero, uh, cinder skin devotion into the weapon, that's still like seven damage for a blue, which is, uh, you know, on curve for, you know, three for seven damage. So, yeah. Well, and that only costed you one card. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At weird and so, points. yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah, really so, good. But then it goes down like with every color after that. So three stars in red, two stars in the rest. Gotcha. Next up, we have Dust Runner. Uh, three stars. Simple, effective. Red's the best card. Yep. I'm on the same train. Uh, auto go again. Cost one. Pairs with weapon. Totally. Excellent. Lava vein loyalty. Um, I mean, this is in the same vein, right? I gave it three stars because all the aforementioned arguments, right? It's like 
zero for three go again block yep. for three it's just great but again don't don't plug too many of these in your deck yeah i gave it three stars too it's everything you want it's a draconic chain link for free it blocks for three you know it has go again pretty easily yeah classic classic staple uh rebellious rush i gave two stars too expensive blocks for two and has no upside that like uh that's why i gave engulfing flame wave uh three stars because it has that upside compared to rebellious rush uh yeah i i gave this one star (laughs) for yeah all those nice all those reasons i'm just not interested in the especially block for two two cost i feel it's like it's really gonna like hamper your turn unless you have all yeah yeah i'm over it (laughs) (laughs) all right let's see uh rebellious rush um oh sorry what am i no rising resentment we just did rebellious rush um so rising resentment um let's see oh i don't have that in here that's why um so i'm gonna give this like three stars on the fly (laughs) um just it's the same thing zero for three go again if your hand's a bit too expensive it like demands a block that way so when you throw out a zero for three go again and your opponent has to question whether it's worth this whole card from their hand to, you know, hamper your turn or if you can pay for anything down the line anyway and they're going to face a rupture at the end or whatever, um, I think it, you know, kind of begs a good question there. Yeah, I gave it three stars. Good in red, but maybe it's even better in the blue because then you're really having to block inefficiently. And then maybe then maybe <laughs> you get to play Rebellious Rush for one for five go again, which would be pretty dope, which then makes... Yeah, well, I'm not running those, but... <laughs> Well, you get stuck with one, you know. I'm just saying there, it could yeah. be better. Um, okay, second to last card here. We got Ronin Renegade. Uh, I gave it two stars because it's just like less good than Rising Resentment. So it it gets two stars. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I gave it three, but you know, not too many of these filler cards, right? It's like, it's great filler in red. Yeah. Not, not great. You know, blocks for two in blue. I'm not, not super into it. Um, but it, it gets you that quote of whatever it is, you know, I've yet to find out, but two thirds of cards have to have auto go again or, you know, something like that. Um, so I think that's very important. Uh, on to soaring strike here. Uh, I gave this card four stars in red. Um, I love, I love everything it does. It like at the four break point, um, it's hard for your opponent to block and it, it like fixes your hand, right? If you draw it with too little go again, or, you know, if your hand's great this turn, you can arsenal it and then fix the next hand with too little go again or what. I just think that's a, just, it's just a great, uh, fixer card to make your deck more consistent. I just don't get this card. So I gave it two stars. Like, does this hit effect like matter? Right. Like, I guess if you throw it out there and it like hits in the red, then you get to like, then it gains go again. And, or you get to play something that potentially already has go again. You know, I don't know. 
I just did. Well, you get to play a card from your hand that doesn't have go again with go again. Right. But then you've just drafted like a bad card. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so I, Fair. so then it's just a like one for four go again, which is like, fine. We have like better cards that we could draft with better hit effects. So, but if that hit effect does Fair matter, enough. then it becomes a three uh, star card. That was my reasoning. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, on to Draconic. Okay, so we have our first uh, legendary, uh, which is the Flame Scale Furnace Draconic Equipment Chest Piece. I gave this three stars. Um, just because, like, the fact that it has temper two makes it super, super good. And I, I mean, it's like a pretty cool ability, but in draft, I'm unsure of like how much value you're going to get out of this when you like can't have like a perfect ratioed deck to gain a ton out of the like once per turn instant gain resources ability. But still blocks for two, which is huge. So it gets three stars. Yeah, I also gave it, or I gave it four stars, actually, <laughs> because because the temper is so good, even if you don't use the ability. And yeah, I'm unsure how this is going to play out, if you're going to have a really great deck, or if it's going to be like a ton of yellows and blues and red, you know, because then it's not really ideal. Um, I just, I really like this card because you can do like some cheeky stuff, like you can pitch a red to play like Billowing Mirage or whatever. And then you can pitch another red to activate it and then you have two resources to play like ember moss centipi right so you've made two ashes and you get three resources from two reds you can also like you can play uh rake the rake the embers sorry i'm it's still new um you could like play rake the embers not let it resolve and then instant speed flame scale furnace to make another ash to get your full like rake the embers you know uh value so anyway there's just a lot of little um little interactions with this card that i think are like really really good and make it less punishing to have a deck full of reds that said you uh you know need to have enough reds in your deck to capitalize on this so anyway uh moving on to the generic chest unless you have any follow-up thoughts uh no you're just liberal with the four stars man throwing them out (laughs) willy-nilly Uh, I think this is a four-star pick. Um, I mean, you're like, if you open it, you're going to pick it, right? And like, you know, yeah, anyway. Totally. <clears throat> yeah, you're not passing the legendary you open. <laughs> well, I also, I had like a lot of two and three stars pretty much exclusively. And then I was like, well, I got to have like some more ones and fours probably just to make it, you know. Because then we're just on a twos and threes scale here, <laughs> which <laughs> I was like, that's no, that's no good. Um, anyway, moving on to Sash of Sandakai. Um, I mean, this gets three stars, as does all the equipment, right, from me. Yeah. Um, it'll save you a bit in some of these red heavy decks or, you know. Right, like a, a resource when you need it is just uh, great when you're running, trying to run a lot of reds. To- 
Totally. Yeah. That's what I have is uh, Sash of Sandakai, three stars. A free resource is always good. So, boom. There we go. Uh, mm-hmm. Next card is Thaw. I gave this two stars. Has a narrow use, but is a popper, uh, which is good, but it doesn't do enough other stuff to get it uh, over that two-star hump. And the only reason it gets two stars is because it is a popper. If it was not, then it would be uh, one star or zero. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna hate me. I gave it four stars. <laughs> That's so silly. Um, but because it has a lot of value um, against Eastlander and Dromai, right? And six damage is kind of a lot of damage in uh, limited, right? Um. So anyway, yeah, it only blocks for two is kind of the downside for me, but just just the fact that it's like good into two out of three of the matchups and like maybe kind of essential in two out of three of the matchups is uh, to me like really, really powerful mm. here. Yeah, I did not. Well, I'm just going to talk about this a little bit because I'll go into more of my reasoning here. Like, So yeah. in Phi, it's like expensive and has no kind of like hit effect or go again. So it just feels like it's a blocking card in that deck. So then it blocks for two. So then you like leak damage. And then if you're not against uh, Icelander, then hopefully you blocked a dragon or something with it, right? So then it's just like, those are all if scenarios. And then if it's uh, Dromai, it's like cost two so then it doesn't really help the engine and it still doesn't have go again so maybe you can like tack it in at the end of a chain link but then maybe like one of your dragons got popped so then you don't even play it so then it's into the same realm of like it just blocks or just attacks and then it's just like basically a generic so then it's like two cost you know or two yeah, stars. That's totally yeah. fair. Um, I definitely get that argument, especially like if you're running it in Dromai, I think it's kind of just a sideboard card. Um, yeah. yeah. Again, Dromai can get, you can play a one cost and then a two cost with just two reds though also, or a blue. Oh, sorry. You can't without flames. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my bad. Um, so yeah, in Dromai, maybe it's just a sideboard card for the mirror, but just in the other decks, it just seems really, really powerful. Because like against Eastlander, if you play it, then it's just instantly online for when you need it, um, which I think might kind of dig you out of the <laughs> the ice and uh, could win you the game. Against Dromai, it's going to like end her turn and be better value for you than for her, I think. Yeah, I don't, so I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm yeah, you can it. just like side in blues to get rid of frostbites and like the ice afflictions are hard to play and frozen cards might not happen that often. So I just didn't, maybe yeah. it's actually one. I don't know. Anyway, well, we'll move on. We can't. St- nice. Well, I'm going up to five. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. I, on to liquefy. Yeah. Is this my card now? I think it is okay. mine, right? No, it's yours. No, because yeah. I just did thaw. Yeah. Um, 
So I gave Liquify one star. Oh, thank God. Um, <laughs> if you see my notes, I don't really have that many fours. <laughs> I think you're just uh, you're just hearing them. But anyway, um, I gave Liquify one star because it's just like not applicable. Right. Yeah. right? It doesn't do any damage and it's very expensive. And, uh, you know, I don't know. They can even pop it and use the quell if you're going <laughs> right. to liquefy it. Yeah. So terrible. Yeah. Card. I gave it one star, but maybe I should just give it zero. <clears throat> you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, uh, we have Uprising. Set name card, which is pretty fun. I remember that in uh, Star Wars Destiny. They always had a card named for the set, which was really fun. Um, so this card's cooler because of that already. So I give it three stars. Blocks really well. It makes a uh, non-breakpoint card much better since we know there's like a bunch of ones that attack for three. Um, so it just is like pretty functional in both of the draconic decks and it blocks for three. So I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, I give it two stars. Um, it's okay. Right. Like in, in five, maybe you'll get three or four damage out of it. Um, if you're not under any pressure, but it doesn't give you a chain link in Dromai, it gives your dragons go again, but the only real value you get out of it is if, uh, you have like enough ether wings out, so just highly conditional. But you know, like two stars, just totally functional. Red blocks for three, no problem. Um, on to Tome of Firebrand. So the, this card, I was like highly unsure of and remain unsure, but I gave it one star. Um, to me, it's just too conditional, right? It like doesn't block. To play it, it has to be like a five card well set up hand in Phi, you know, or Dromai, I guess. And the rest of the time, it just like doesn't do anything and doesn't block. What do you, what do you think? I gave it one Firebrand? star. <laughs> nice, yeah, me too. I, uh, it's just not powerful in draft unless you have like a bunch of free attacks or your turn only costs like maximum three resources and tome of firebrand is one of those three resources and it it doesn't block yeah one star maybe zero stars like getting this pack one pick one i pass it i don't even pick it to be like now my deck i will build around this i'm in draconic 100 (laughs) percent. just pass it on (laughs) i'm picking thaw over this thing um okay next up is red hot um i gave it two stars could be powerful, but expensive, and has a bit of RNG in it, so I uh, don't like it as much. The rupture, I want to say this about rupture, is really hard to grade anything that has the rupture keyword, because it's like, you, you gotta kind of get there, you know, for it to like get its yeah. full costed potential, so those are hard. Anyway. Yeah, you can't have uh, you can't have too many rupture cards. Then they're just all bad, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, I also gave Red Hot two stars, but I'm gonna downgrade it to one star. <laughs> I think um, just because it's it's like damage inefficient, 
right? Like, so it's a two for four, no go again. And then if you do pull off the rupture, it's like slightly above curve. So to me, it's just bad. Um, rise up, however, I gave four stars <laughs> because <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's like one for three blocks for three. And it, it's like kind of a win condition, right? Like it gains dominate and gains a number of attack points. So to me, uh, in this, you know, like low health game, um, you know, that could be a very good win condition for you. Uh, I give it three stars because it has just, um, you know, kind of like similar stats as other cards in the set with a like uh, upside, right? Uh, so it's easier to hit potentially because it has one cost and then maybe it's like one for five, which is pretty good. So three stars. Um. Cool. Blaze Headlong, I gave three stars. Good, solid card. Yep, uh, I had it at three, but I bumped it up for four just for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, I just want you to know, once though, we've been is... Draconic, you've given three or four things, four stars, mister. I don't have that many four stars. Totally. I also have five one-star cards in this yeah, section. Yeah. So, um. But Blaze Headlong, it's zero for four, go again, right? It's just really good all around. So sticking to it, four-star card. Three stars, blocks for um, two. <laughs> uh, breaking Point, I gave three stars. Because it's like one for five is pretty good value. You can still pitch a red to play it in a pinch. You, it pairs with five's weapon. It blocks for three. So even if the rupture is not turned on, this card just has like great value. Yeah. And then if, uh, you know, if rupture happens, it has insane value. <laughs> yeah. I put it, I thought of it as like, I don't know. What is it? Like Kadachi, Kadachi, then five attack, basically, you know, like some, some yeah. Ira BS. Like even if it's the third attack on the chain, like a zero for three with go again sword and then this like that's pretty good so i gave it three yeah still most of your health yeah <laughs> i gave it three stars because of that and like the rupture is yeah. like a a great uh bonus uh burn away i said is three stars it is good and possibly easier to get off its uh ability compared to like other stuff so three stars Nice. I gave it one star. Nice. You're you're just being pretty liberal with the three stars, Taylor. You know, you're giving too many, too many three stars. Well, right. you can uh, just like your if your Phi deck does not have a Phoenix Flame either like ready to go in your graveyard or like in your hand, then your deck is bad. So it doesn't matter what cards you have. But if your deck is like seemingly okay then burn away is fine right so here's my argument is if you see burn away earlier than one of your phoenix flames one of your additional ones then you can play it and burn your only phoenix flame but then you can't use five's ability right so to me that's too steep of a cost for just like zero for four go again um 
it's great once you have multiple Phoenix Flames in the graveyard, but I just don't want that kind of liability for like a lower upside, in my opinion. Blocks for three, so that's why I give it three stars also. Definitely. Okay, on to Flameborn Retribution, which I also gave one star for all the same reasons. <laughs> just not enough upside for the condition. Yeah, it's a one for three with go again, right? Uh, so it gets two stars for me, but I wrote, I don't get it, but has go again. <laughs> two stars. <laughs> well, if you open with this and then Easelander is dumb enough to attack you on this chain link, then it's online. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, like, yeah, uh, yeah. One star there. Uh, all right, Taylor, what do we got? We have flame call awakening. So I give this three stars. It has great synergy with everything you're doing and it tutors a Phoenix flame for your, uh, burn away play that you got going on. So it's great. Three stars. Nice. Uh, yep. I gave it four stars (laughs) because... (laughs) To me, this is like everything you want. It's like a one cost that pairs with a sword or whatever. And it tutors the Phoenix Flame out of your deck to get it online with some of these other cards I'm not running, apparently. But (laughs) right, then you don't have to draw this Phoenix Flame that just doesn't attack, doesn't block, and then like swing with it to get it in your graveyard, right? It just like bypasses having the junky hand and puts it in your graveyard where you want it. So to me... Having not play, played Phi yet, uh, this is like that's super powerful, tutoring out that no block. Right? Yeah, the reason it doesn't get four stars for me is because it defends for two and attacks for three. So if it defended for three and attacked for four, I mean, then it would be a four star bomb card, right? But that's why I did not. That's also just above yeah, curve. <laughs> I mean, that, that's why I didn't give it that uh, extra extra star there. Gotcha. Uh, oh, yeah, it's you. Uh, moving on to Inflame. So I gave Inflame uh, two stars here. Um, it's just a, a zero for one. <laughs> Go again, right? Which is fine. And it fetches a Phoenix Flame. But if you only have one online, then five is going to get it anyway. And you just spend a whole card doing one damage or maybe two. But, you know, again, there's no mass triggers in this limited set. So it's just like blocks for two. I think this card's maybe a one star card. I gave it three stars for the reasons that you want to get to that four chain links, right? With a lot of these draconic cards for rupture and anything that's free uh, and then gets you another card it's basically two chain links for one card, right? And it's two damage as well, because you can play that, then get your Phoenix Flame, and then play your Phoenix Flame, and you don't have to spend any resources on Phi's ability. So it just gets you two free chain links right away. So I gave it three stars. And plus, people aren't going to block it, so it's like free two damage, you know? Uh, Next, we have lava burst so i gave this also three stars it's one of the easier i think of the rupture cards to get to work because it is free so you know 
in flame play uh you know then you get your phoenix flame play that sword lava burst boom zero for five easy three stars i also gave it three stars zero for five is awesome (laughs) (laughs) contingent on not having not too many rupture cards in your deck obviously but you know it's just great yeah um okay on to searing touch so i had this at two stars because it's kind of the same thing except cost one however i've been mulling it over and that two just unblockable damage is like pretty good like that could close out a game for you it can also kill an ally so you know i may be sleeping on this a little bit here i think it may be better than two stars i also gave it two stars because it's just okay right it's like if you're getting to chain link four, it's kind of like maybe a win more situation anyway, you know? So, and it's like the same thing as, I don't know, other cards. It's like one for three without go again. So it's not at a break point, but it does block for three. So yeah, two stars. It's just okay. Uh, next and last in Draconic, we have Stoke the Flames. I gave it two stars. If it's online, it's maybe three stars, but it's just two stars. Yeah, totally. I uh, I gave it two. I might downgrade it to one. It's nice that it blocks for three, yeah. but giving your opponent a contingent go again is just like, bad right because then they can just block this card and then your turn's over and leading up to this turn you don't know if they're gonna let you have it or not so you don't know how many cards to save right so you took a bunch of damage play stoke the flames they block with two cards and now your extra cards just should have blocked it's just you know what i mean one of those like conundrums yeah i I mean i guess if you play it correctly it could be better like you play in flame play the phoenix the flame phoenix then you play the sword then you go in with stoke the flames and you have a phoenix flame in your graveyard already i don't know you know or oh if you have two phoenix flames yeah or you yeah, could you can even then. close the combat chain and then play stoke the flames Ugh. right because it uh, is not contingent on what chain link it's being played at so then it's like or do you want to get hit with another like Phoenix flame, right? For one is basically what it's saying. So maybe it's three stars. Yeah. Did you say close the combat chain? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's like a real thing I would do if I had stoked the flames (laughs) and in flame in hand. No, it's smart. If you have no rupture up and you have multiple cards that need to fetch a Phoenix flame, then just keep attacking with Phoenix flame. Yeah, exactly. So maybe it's three stars Um, now that I think about it. (laughs) <laughs> i'm glad we really landed on a solid uh cohesive piece of advice for this card um so we're gonna move into icelander here but uh i hope you all enjoy this uh short commercial break have you ever been belittled by brutes perhaps you've been overwhelmed by non-stop ninja naughtiness tired of being whipped by wizards and warriors are you wrecked non-stop by rune blades then what you need is Teclo. At Teclo Industries, we provide the tech you need to survive the wilds both in and outside the city of Metrics. 
At its core, Teclo is all about speed, and our products are legendary. We have the heart and the drive to keep you alive. Teclo Industries, building a better future yesterday. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we hope you enjoyed that lovely commercial. <laughs> so uh, we're going to move into Icelander cards here. And uh, first up, we have Encase, which I gave four stars. <laughs> Just for Thanks. you. Um, I uh, I think this card is really, really powerful um, just because it costs zero, right? So it's just super efficient that on your turn, you can deal three, fuse it, you know, mess up your opponent, and then arsenal the card you fused with. If it costed one, I would not be as high on it, but I just think it's a really, um, really powerful tempo card. Um, odds are they're not going to be able to block it, so its effect will apply. How do you feel about it in case? Uh, I give it three stars. It's just not like a ton of damage. And there is a world where they have three Ash Wings out and they just block it, right? But then it strips a card. And like you said, it's a free card that allows you to uh, arsenal your blue for more tempo on their turn. And it, the hit effect is excellent if it does hit, um, but because of its like potential downsides and then it not being like, you know, a, a blue, et cetera, um, and needing fusion, it only gets three stars. Uh, next up is Freezing Point. I gave this two stars, but maybe I should give it one star. Um, it is a lot of damage, but it's very expensive. And part of its like cost and ability and stuff is built into the fact that it could have damage amplification, but the likelihood of that happening with its high cost is pretty low. So like at most it's six damage um, for two cards, which is kind of like, you know, whatevs. So what do you think, Isaac? Uh, I gave this four stars as well. <laughs> Because, so I know it's hard to pull off the, the bonus damage on it. Um, if you have the hat we'll talk about later, um, you can do that, however. But to me, it's just like, it's like five almost unblockable damage, right? If they only have Quell, they can only block one. Um, this just comes in tall and you can't really block it for two cards. It also turns on the staff. If you know you see this like turn one and just have extra cards to play, um, so I think it's just really really powerful for that reason um, alone. Still blocks for three, you know. Uh, any rebuttal there? Or you want me to move? move well, on it's here? just because like you can deal five damage easier with two cards, like on your opponent's turn and give them a frostbite. Uh, so freezing point does not have like those upsides, right? So like for a blue, you can play other, uh, two costed ice wizard instance that deal two damage and then come in with waning moon for the exact same amount of damage. And it does a bit more than freezing point does. And then that, that other card that's an ice wizard card has like the added benefit of being like 
a blue blocking for three and fusing, whereas freezing point has none of those benefits. It's just three for five. And you can get that with like more common cards that do more. All very fair. Um, what you're talking about is split damage, I would argue also. So um, this tall damage, you get less value from Arcane Barrier or Quell, but um, you know, points, points taken for sure. You got it. Um, so moving on here to Sigil of Permafrost, which I'm a bit unsure about. I gave this two stars. Uh, you get a lot of value playing this to block for four, and then uh, you know, play, or infusing it, and then getting your you know your damage out of arsenal on their turn. You know, it's like a lot of value in that world. Um, it's just its cost conflicts a little bit with waning moon. Does not turn on waning moon. Um, you know, and it doesn't. I don't know. I'm unsure. Definitely will slow him down though. Yeah, I gave it three stars because there are all of your ice wizard cards you can play from Arsenal don't have hit effects. So this is like a cool way to stop like a prominent uh, hit effect or breakpoint or something like that and deal them damage that then you can slow them down with extra frostbites. Um, so it gets three stars for me in the red and even in the yellow, uh, but is very bad in the blue, I think. Um, but, you know, that being said, it is like a tentative, it's like a three star minus, you know? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Then we have ice eternal. So I gave this three stars. Um, it really is pretty good at stopping your like opponent in its tracks. Um, and you are like already going to have a bunch of blues anyway. So you can like pitch nine and make three frostbites and then swing moon. And that's like six damage. Um, and you kind of have like one left over for Sigil of Permafrost also. So that could be like an extra combo card. So then you like make even more Frostbites. Um, so in a hand where you have like a bunch of blues, it's like really good, especially against like the red line decks. And like three Frostbites is a buttload of Frostbites. So it really slows your opponent down. Hmm. Yeah, I think those are good points. I just had this at two stars just because of the cost associated with it. I imagined a world in which you, you know, pitch two blues, right, for six, and you have to have the fuse card in hand. So then you just make three frostbites and deal three arcane damage, which uh, then if you pitch the fourth card to then swing waning moon, you don't have an arsenal card for next turn. So to me, that was like maybe stops their turn it doesn't do much damage and then you may or may not have an arsenal but just goes right back to them I, I was unsure because of the just the amount of cards that really costs you to you know pull this off so i give it to you but could very well be wrong um all right moving yep. on here 
unless you want to talk about that specialization anymore. Uh, no, I think in a previous draft, I said it was like maybe a bomb card. Uh, and I would like to recant that. I would say it's very good, not very bomby. Yeah. Nice. Keeping it, keeping it correct. Um, boy, I'm really going to contradict myself here. So succumb to winter. I gave one star. (laughs) (laughs) However, if you have the hat, this goes up to like three or four stars um, just because I thought, so the, the three cost doesn't pair with the moon. Um, and I thought that it would be unlikely that you would get the fusion effect. However, if you have the hat, you just get it when you want it. So then it becomes like really, really good. Right. So I don't know. One star contingent or, you know, could be three stars. <laughs> If that makes sense. Yeah. So this is like the same as freezing point to me. Right. And so it gets the exact same rating of two stars. So it gets. Yes, we understand Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) It gets uh, two stars, you know, for all the same reasons, like it is five damage, which is cool. And it blocks for three, but uh, you know, it's like a whole combo thing to fuse it but is like maybe better if you do get glacial horns um, and even Frostburn for that matter. But that's like a whole whole big combo thing. So uh, two stars. And that's only two stars if you actually have the red card. I think it's worse if you have the yellow or the blue even. Oh, yeah. I was also ranking the red at like three stars if you have the horns. Yeah. Um, okay, next up is Aether Ice Vein. I think this card, on the other hand, is good in all colors because the fusion effect that you get uh, turning on that hit effect for it being basically uh, the Azalea equivalent of the Ice Wizard situation is good because then your opponent like either can't block it or has to block it because they're going to lose a card anyway. So I think it's uh it's good. Three stars. Good. Uh yeah, I agreed. The Lexi equivalent. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Gosh. Shoot me <laughs> with an arrow right now. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I mean, the red's good on your turn, the blue's good on their turn, you know. It's just a great card. Um moving on yep. here to brain freeze. Um, so I gave the blue only two stars, probably the other ones less just because it's, I mean, it, you know, against fire or something, it's, it's probably pretty disruptive, but the, in red or yellow, you can't play it on their turn. So I don't know if it's really worth your action point there. How do you feel about that? I gave it one star plus. (laughs) so it's one star but it gets like a little bit of a plus if you have the blue just because it's like a blue that blocks for three and is free but it and like buys buys like yeah it like does basically (laughs) freaking nothing you know but could be cool i don't know it just means like you maybe like i don't know yeah it's not good one star uh icebind on the other hand i think is quite good in all of the colors 
and I gave it three stars. Um, it doesn't deal a ton of damage, but it has a really good hit effect. And uh, yeah, so so that makes it good. And it blocks for three. And it has the like in case upside, right? Is that when you have a, a free damage card that has fusion, that then you can arsenal your blue fusion card. So that is like really nice that it turns on a hit effect that they then like potentially have to block or just have their arsenal frozen. Yeah, I I gave this three stars for all the same reasons I love in case, right? Because it's free, has the good hit effect. Um, I don't really like the yellow or the blue. To me, the blue is just like, you know, it's like they might have already played out their arsenal card on their turn. It's not that hard to block one arcane damage. You know, I, I don't know. I'm red only three stars for me. Okay, on to Polar Cap here, which I gave one star. Um, I just don't, the fuse to me is just not as powerful as I want it to be. And it's a two-costed card, so it has like anti-synergy with Waning Moon. That's kind of my argument here, right? So like if you're if you're doing the red, it's okay. If you're doing the blue, then it's like, I mean, yeah, you give them a frostbite, but you only do two damage and you don't, you can't activate Waning Moon also. So for me, that's like pretty bad. What do you think? Yeah. So I gave it just a frostbite is, is like pretty good in limited, you know, it like does a lot. So because of that, I gave it three stars in all colors. It blocks for three and then like you can play it at instant speed. It also like pairs really nicely with permafrost. Um, so that's like a huge upside to give it even more uh, frostbite uh, for a single blue. And it also blocks for three in all colors as well, obviously. So uh, those things. So like in blue, right, it's like uh, a hit effect that maybe slows your opponent down. It could also block for three in red. It deals like more damage and has a hit effect. So I, th I think that warrants it's like three stars, but could be wrong. And that it pairs with freaking permafrost is just awesome. I think I just really like that synergy. <laughs> nice. That's just a lot of frostbite. Yeah, I think you're higher on the permafrost train, and I'm a bit higher on the waning moon synergy train. Oh, these different trains. Don't you wait. You there's know? just like there's plenty of waning moon synergy, baby. <laughs> All right. Um, what do we? Okay. Well, we move from elemental wizard into ice wizard, which is the best Ooh. type of wizard. Uh, so we have conduit of frostburn. Hey, hey. <laughs> Pano has a bone to pick, <laughs> bro. Okay. Conduit of Frostburn. Three stars. Pairs good with a lot of your cards, and it has Quell. You know? Love it. Yep. I, uh, I give it three stars as well. I'm, like, unsure how often you'll be able to utilize Quell and break their arsenal. I just don't know how often arsenals will be frozen. But, um, you know, just... 
great. It's pairs pretty man. great you with know. polar cap and a blue. You know, you get a block one, use the instant speed, all of that stuff. Nice. Polar cap's looking pretty good. <laughs> exactly. Three star card. <laughs> all right. On to Frost Tex, which I gave four stars. I think this card is phenomenal. Um, I mean, it's a blue, it blocks for three, right? When you, if you play it on their turn, it gives them a frostbite anyway. And it, so in limited, I envision they won't always be able to pay off all of their frostbites anyway. And it always gives you the option to, after their whole turns spent, to then give them frostbites that will just count as damage rather than disruption, um, which I think is pretty powerful. Uh, Tell me about Frost Next, Taylor. I gave it two stars. It's like for sure good, but it requires setup and specific cards. And in the Draconic decks, they are like incentivized to go quite wide upon you. And so because of that, like it's very rare that you'll have enough health to take two or three attacks to deal like three damage on their turn with like whatever ice spell you're playing plus the frostbite you give. So just the return on that investment is not great in my opinion. So two stars. Uh, Aether hail on the other hand, I give three stars. It is great in red and blue, and it pairs super good with Waning Moon, especially in blue or even red on your turn. So uh, I really like that card. I think it's a real staple of the deck for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think that card's insane. Um, I, you know, if I wasn't restricted in my four stars, I'd probably give it four, but I do have three stars written down here (laughs) just because. The red on your turn is like two cards, six arcane damage, right? On their turn, it's like two cards, five arcane damage. It's just insane. And a Mm -hmm. frostbite. So, uh, you know, sold. Um, Moving on to frosting here. They, uh, well, it's us, man. They just can't help themselves with their, (laughs) with their funny names. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, frosting here, I... I gave uh, three stars in just the red. Um, I think the other cards are pretty garbage. But just the, again, you do your shenanigans, one card on your turn for three damage, and then Arsenal, I think is really good. Because a lot of times you're going to find it hard to be able to do something on your turn, their turn, and your turn again, and keep that cycle up. So I think that these cards that enable you to just like fling damage, Arsenal, maybe block some, um, will really up your productivity just because it's it's one card instead of two cards. I think uh, it's going to be fairly huge. Uh, awesome. Yeah, I gave this three stars. Um, I like it red and blue. It's just a good tempo card, uh, especially in blue. It fuses. It blocks for three. It. This is like the card that's even better or is one of the good cards for the permafrost synergy with waning moon so then for a blue you can play permafrost fuse it and also fling frosting and you get two 
or more, right? With the waning moon damage, frostbites on their turn. Um, so it's like a way to like add a little extra damage to your permafrost combo. Dude, the the blue also just murders Vincerakai right in his tracks, you know? Just a yeah. little pink. Just a little frosting on yeah. his toes and he's out he drops out of the sky. Totally. Should it so should have brought cool, a actually. should have brought a scarf, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um that is definitely the best action movie one liner. <laughs> Uh, okay we're losing it here ice bolt it's getting silly we've never done this before this is a marathon it's still uh, at the length in which a regular episode is at at this point but we still have a lot to go okay ice bolt i also give three stars in red and blue exclusively we got our five damage uh for two resources and uh the Three damage from Arsenal with a frostbite uh, for a yellow is just really good value. So three stars. Yeah, I gave this two stars, but you know I agree. It's just good value, right? Like decent damage on your turn, okay damage on their turn. The two costs prevents you from using Waning Moon. So if you have the option to draft like one cost cards instead, they just do more damage for a yeah. blue which is why I don't particularly like this. But again, you know, beggars can't be choosers. You got to take what you Permafrost synergy, permafrost synergy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> totally. Waning moon anti-synergy. <laughs> I'm just saying over here, you know. <laughs> uh. um, all right. Uh, on to Coronet Peak, um, which I gave four stars just because it's a legendary and it's like fairly disruptive, probably um, to Phi especially. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't. It's I don't think it's going to win you the the game. However, it also blocks for two, which uh, is pretty cool. So you know, huge huge value, obviously. Yeah, f- four stars. I mean, repeatable card stripping is very good, and it blocks. You know, and it's like it just creates windows for you to like f- blast them with arcane damage. You know. And that's like the best part mm-hmm. about it is that it's like every other turn they only have like three or four cards, you know? And that's just like so huge for you chipping in that damage to win the game. Yeah, and if you hit your like weird off turn or you know what I mean? You can't do your normal cycle, then you can just be like, all right, well, I can block and strip a card. Yeah, totally. If you're if it's like if you have frosting and like I don't know, polar cap in hand or something, you know, you just want to like pitch polar cap, strip a card and then arsenal frosting or something. You know, if you're like left with two of your blues, it's like the best. It's better than like flinging frosting at them for one damage because then they're just taking one damage and not stripping a card. So uh, very good. Very, very good. Okay. Next up we have the hat. Glacial Horns. Um, nice. I gave it three stars. I mean, just if you are Ice Wizard you and you don't pull Coronet Peak, <laughs> you want Glacial Horns, <laughs> you know? Uh, just being able to freeze a card when you want uh, in their arsenal or an ally is super good. And then it kind of turns on some of your like hit effects for other stuff in the deck. 
um, like all of a sudden succumb to winter gets good, but don't, don't bet on that. It's just a great, like one time tempo piece. Yeah, totally. I, I gave it four stars actually, just because it's, I mean, on its own, it's equipment and has a pretty good ability, right? There's not that many turns in a limited game and the ability is pretty good, but then it makes some of your other cards pretty insane. So like now all these cards I kind of like hated on or don't think are very good. It's like they're good on demand, you know, because his action or the, the glacial horns action has go again. It's like, Oh, drew my, my frozen arsenal card. Boom. Glacial horns. Boom. Hit you with this. So I think that's uh <laughs> pretty nuts that it's just, it just like makes those cards on demand full value. Yeah, I mean, it's just Succumb to Winter, I think, right? That's the one card that makes it really good uh, with that. Oh, fair enough. Which is a common. I mean, uh, it's a rare. So you might not see that many of them, but is a good combo of just like, you know, maybe taking out a bigger dragon or just like their arsenal card. But you got to fuse that card. So three stars. Yep. Um, On to Channel the Bleak Expanse. I gave this one star. Not applicable. Yeah, I also said one star. Maybe I'm missing something, but I don't think so. Just not a limited card. Yeah, uh, defense for two has a an effect that is not really relevant in this set. Cost one is an ice card, which is cool, but that's it. Uh, next up is hypothermia. So I gave this four stars. It is a free frostbite and stops them dead in their track and is a fuse card. So it does a lot despite its its ability is really, really powerful. So like it turns off all of the dragons um, and because it's so powerful for the frostbite and its ability that it, uh, even though it blocks for two, it gets four stars. Yeah, I also gave this four stars. It's it's actually pretty broken and limited, it seems, <laughs> you know. Just it's like free, so it's like frostbite end your turn. Yeah. Not, I mean, know. it has a downside that anything that already has go again uh keeps go again. Uh but anything yeah. that gains go again such as like Aether Ashwings or a lot of the conditional draconic cards um mm-hmm. can't can't happen. So like the weapon, yeah. right? Like, boom, you play it on their weapon swing uh, from Phi, boom, loses it, you know? Yeah, totally. Just It's just the fact that it's free, yeah. Yeah. you know? It's like so Yeah, good. very good. Um, and then Insidious Chill. So I gave this three stars because of the power level it has. I think this card is insanely good. Um, I'm unsure how effectively you'll be able to pull it off in a limited game but um i don't know tell me about this card Taylor. i gave it two stars but said that it has a big upside but it takes like a lot of setup and needs to have the right deck for it to work you know you gotta have like the right ratios and in that sort of thing um but it like still blocks for two and costs three so it's kind of tough so just two stars for me yeah 
Um, next up, we have Eisenhower Weathervane. Uh, I gave this one star. It's a win more card that doesn't block and costs one. Yep, one star. Terrible. <laughs> no um, permafrost synergy. <laughs> but it has waning moon synergy, Isaac. Totally, but then you haven't done Well, anything. you made a frostbite and dealt three damage. I don't know. Oh, if you play the blue yeah. on their turn. Yeah, I, sure. <laughs> I mean, it's like it would buy you time, but it's just, you know, it's just bad. Yeah, no, one star. Um, Arctic Incarceration is kind of in the same vein here. I gave the blue two stars just because it's like free, give them two frostbites, you know, buy you some time. Like I would use this blue as deck filler. That's oh, okay. All. Uh, I gave it three stars. So in blue, I think it's a really overperforming two block card because it's two frostbites. Um, and then in red, if for some reason that's the only card left in your hand is uh, really good. Three frostbites is quite a lot for these red heavy decks, especially when they have cards that cost two that now cost five and they're not flush with blue cards. So it's a it's a good uh, piece of tempo. This is like the uh, the card that I think maybe people are going to think is bad and are yelling at me for giving it three stars. But I'm gonna I'm gonna die <laughs> on this hill and say it's three stars. Nice, that's a good disparity because the red got one star from me. I'll be over here on this hill. <laughs> uh, okay, last ice card here is cold snap uh i give it two stars it has good tempo in blue and i would not run it in the other colors yeah so i gave it three stars in blue only um it's just a really good tax and the fact that it replaces itself so you you know replace your the card you pitch for it or whatever um, excellent waning moon synergy, you know, <laughs> play this tax them. You essentially haven't, or deal some damage and you haven't lost a card. It's just because of the draw card makes it really good. Yeah. I just find that the one cost is sometimes they have like one resource floating already. So it doesn't strip another card sometimes. Um, mm -hmm. so that's why it only gets two stars is because they got to kind of like <clears throat> mess their turn up or you got to catch them in the right spot for it to be a little bit better yeah i mean you give them a frostbite and then they can't use their arsenal which you know you know could affect the other classes a lot of times you're operating on a pretty slim resource margin but yeah you don't know Okay, so Ghostly Touch, I gave one star. I think it's worse than like the generic hands. In limited only. Because it's like odds are, you know, you're going to, maybe they pop your stuff twice and then you can remove a counter, pay three and attack for one. Hmm. Doesn't do anything else. I said uh, three stars. Um, I kind of really like it if somebody is like popping all of your stuff and then you 
could just from the upside of that, then you kind of have a mid late game, like monster of hands that are just slapping people in the face that now they have no sixers to break anymore. So could be a good addition, Hmm. but I fully could be wrong. No, that is a good point though. It's like might I don't know, might as well have it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you're going to pick it if you open it, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, but it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't get the four stars like the other legendaries do. Um, just because it's contingent upon, uh, somebody stopping you dead in your tracks for the whole game. And then maybe you lose anyway. So, but has a big, big upside in the mid to late game. So three stars, uh, next up. Oh yeah. We're in illusionist cards now. Ooh, illusionist, uh, silent stilettos, three stars. All of the equipment is good in this set. Uh, you want the ability, you especially want the arcane barrier. So, um, yeah, three stars. Yeah, really good. Three stars. Enough Sweet. said. Um, Frightmare, one star. Just not online in 99.9% of the time. It also doesn't block. <laughs> yeah, this is my zero star card. <laughs> it, nice. it like is so specific and is a like win more situation, but it's like, how do you even get to play this? If another illusionist attack action has been destroyed, you know, you then have to pay another three with silent stilettos or have the dragon that gives you an action point, like zero stars. Yeah. Or semblance, but it's it's just like not, not happening. Speaking of semblance, Next up is Semblance. I gave it two stars because it could be a good gotcha card, but it does not have a lot of synergy in the rest of Dromai, so could get bumped down to one star. Nice. Um, yeah, I had it at one star. I think I'm going to bump it up to two, though, just because it's a blue, and you need to have some amount of blues in your deck. And so... You know, if you draw too many blues in a hand, then this actually does something, maybe. Now, I'm bumping it back down to one star. <laughs> because it's like the odds that you draw it at on the turn where they pop something is pretty low. Right. You know? Um, so, yeah. Um, all right. Transmorgify. This is a pretty fun card. Uh, I actually don't like this card in Constructed, but I give it three stars in Limited because you're going to have like, you know, yellow sweeping blows or like generic attacks or, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You don't get to like pick what's in your deck so well. So having like a red Transmorgify could actually be really, really powerful. So I'm pretty high on this in Limited. Uh, I gave it two stars. I think it works well with the Dromai engine in the red... Or maybe even in the other colors because it's a one-coster. But I think there are better cards in the set to fill this spot. So only two stars for me. Um, Yeah, moving on to the ninja cards. So another legendary, uh, Tiger Stripe Shuko. I gave this two stars. Um, I think a lot of times, 
you might not be attacking for two or less on your second attack. Um, if you do, then it's like a three and that's kind of easily blocked, but it has two armor, but it has blade break. So then it gets docked up a, a star. So just two stars for me. Gotcha. Well, it's not if you're attacking for two or less on your second attack, it's your second attack that oh, turn right, right. that attacks for yeah. two or less, which is a bit more online with the uh, Phoenix flames right. and all that. Um, yeah, I gave it three stars just because it blocks um it's probably pretty nice that you're like attack or phoenix flame can't get like quelled to death you know maybe you can if they pop their quell they you can work around it a little bit but it's you know not not really great um moving on here uh we're in the ninja stuff now i did did. say that we're in the ninja (laughs) stuff (laughs) yeah um we're on to, I think those shoes are hilarious because we already had time skippers. Yeah. We're on to tide flippers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tide flippers, I gave three stars. Uh, it has arcane barrier. Um, I don't, I mean, if, if you have the attack reaction online, um, it's actually kind of threatening. I don't know how much that'll come up, but having arcane barrier is going to be necessary the yeah i gave it three stars i mean i could maybe bump it up to four because if you said to me so what if snapdragon scalers had arcane barrier i would say best card in the game i'm running it in every aggro deck and that's basically what tide flippers is so three stars for sure maybe four three stars plus well very very conditional yeah but snapdragon you can't snap to your red snatch yeah, you know? totally or you can't tide flippers but as snatch. we know you can with the blue though as we know mitch will <laughs> yeah, be doing to us but blue snatch tide having flippers. your feet give an attack go again is really good so yeah three stars yeah. plus for me um also really some of the funniest artwork because they look like those little water shoes people dorkos wear uh, to the river or the ocean or whatever. Probably mostly <laughs> have people you ne- in Australia. Have you never have you never worn water shoes? No, no. What am I, Hayden Dale? Uh, New Zealand dude <laughs> who lives in Australia, always wearing river shoes. That's hilarious. Uh, I've worn water shoes plenty of times kayaking, so pincher bugs don't get your feet. Yeah, and one of us is a dork, and one of us is a cool jock dude. Um, so... totally you're so cool you're really selling it we'll let the people figure that one out okay back on track i'm up so double strike four stars it's for sure a bomb card it's two chain links for one card basically and uh it's great love it um all right let's uh yeah so i being a bit more conservative with my four stars, I gave this three stars. Um, I agree. I think it's really good in that it enables your rupture and your combat chain so well. Phenomenal, right? In that sense. Um, it'll, it still only does two damage and blocks for two. So to me, there's, you know, but yeah, I don't know. And then you fetch your Phoenix Flame for free no matter what. It is very, very good. Three stars. Yeah, for I, sure. I just don't think... There's never a world where you block this. 
unless you're like almost dead, right? So it's like two free damage, mm-hmm. two free chain links. And when you're five, yeah. that's like you're halfway there to any rupture card you may have. So uh, I think it's really good. Yeah, definitely. Um, so take the tempo. I also have it three stars. Um, blocks for three, one for five, synergy with the weapon. Um, and it's uh, its hit effect is like really, really pertinent, actually. Um, five is quite a lot to block. And, uh, you know, odds are with your Phoenix Flames and these like the weapon and stuff, you're going to have hit a number of times. So I really like this card. A lot of pressure. Yeah, I think it's great. Like the I gave it three stars as well. It's the classic like plink them in for some damage then come in with something that you need to that demands like two cards to block and then it just like makes their next turn uh even bigger so i really like it three stars uh last ninja card rapid reflex so another attack reaction i gave this two stars um i think it's good because it's an attack reaction but it has a narrow use, but could be cool on a Phoenix Flame and is definitely best in red. Yeah, I gave this three stars. I really like it because, right, that, well, to me, you're going to have a lot of zero cost attacks, actually. Um, And with the Phoenix Flame, it's like always online. The one cost still synergizes with the weapon if you have the rest of your attacks are free. Um, I think it's very powerful. I also like it in blue because it can plank damage in a pinch or it still blocks for three. So, uh, yeah, I really, really like this card. Nice. Um, On to wizard stuff, <laughs> which I'm like really excited about new wizard cards in general. Mm-hmm. Um, They did kind of fix now like Kano has some cards that can like read any, they read any target, not just the freaking hero. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which was kind of like a weird break in game design for a long time there. Totally. So, um, to any Kano players, this is also pretty exciting. But, uh, first up, we have Alluvian Constellus, which, uh, is a very cool piece of equipment with some very cool art. Um, so I gave this three stars. Um, you know, I it's like pretty good. It's okay, but it, you know, it has Arcane Barrier one. That's it. That's <laughs> I gave I it one star. <laughs> it is like only good in the Wizard Mirror. Um, then it like overperforms. It's like crazy good. Uh, but in the other matchups it does uh nothing and i would rather have our next card spellfire cloak in that circumstance because it also has the arcane barrier and it gains you uh a resource so i gave spellfire cloak three stars yeah i agree i think you're right i would probably downgrade this it's just a legendary (laughs) so it's like uh, you know three stars all around but I agree, Spellfire Cloak is better um, in almost all situations. Um, Toma Duplicity, one star. Yeah, agreed. Expensive, okay effect, one star. Yeah, like really expensive way to, you know, anyway. Um, 
and then rewind is the next wizard instant. Uh, I gave it two stars just because it's probably only good in true dramai. I guess it's also good into uh, the ice wizard mirror, but it like doesn't block and it costs you one and it doesn't do any damage and it doesn't even synergize with waning moon. So uh, two stars, but it could be a really, really good hate card played at the right time. So that's why it gets two over one star. Yeah, I gave this one star just because even like a lot of Dromai's cards, opening cards are like an attack. And then if she summons a dragon, you can do it. But a lot of those only cost one. So, you know, it's just kind of like not online for it doing nothing else. Um, Dampen, I gave two stars. It's uh, really, really cool in the mirror. Doesn't do shit otherwise. Yeah, I also gave it uh, two stars. It's just like, it's whatever. You would rather have... Yeah, if you have extra free wizard yeah, cards. Yeah, you would, you sure would rather have that. the other <laughs> other wizard cards for sure. Yeah. Um, I want to say, though, that these wizard cards, although I'm not very high on them in this limited set, I'm high on them in Constructed with other wizards. You know, I really like them. I think you said mm-hmm. something along those lines earlier. Uh, Aether Dart... I gave it two stars, just okay, is what I said. Uh, I gave it three stars. It's the it's the same thing, right? Like a zero for three damage to any target. Um, three stars in red only, I should clarify, right? Just because it only costs you one card instead of two cards. You know, things get a little bit different if your opponent has a lot of blues and a lot of arcane barrier, but that seems pretty unlikely. Yeah, I just thought that like red frosting or red ice bind is just better. So this gets two stars. Kind of. I mean, the reds you're not going to be playing on their turn. So then it just doesn't fuse. But you're right. They are just strictly better. Yeah. Uh, Or does ice bind attack any target? Yeah, they all attack any target. Oh, okay. Um, read the ripples one star. Oh, I've even forgot to put its name in my notes. Yeah. One star meh is what I wrote. Yeah. Uh, I think too, well, I'll say this, I'll say this now. So I don't forget. I will post a link to my ratings that I have, um, in our show notes. So everybody can see that. Cool. I'll keep mine secret. Perfect. <laughs> um, okay. Singe, on the other hand, I lost my place. It's fine. It's totally fine. I gave three cards. I mean, uh, three stars. Uh, it's best in the red, and you can also moon with it f- for a blue. Um, it's like, I think you kind of got to have it if you're up against Dromai. That's, that's your worst matchup. So you definitely need the red, maybe the yellow. Um, the blue leaves a lot to be desired, though. Yeah, I agree. I give it three stars plus. Just, I mean, it's like, it's a clearly a sideboard card, yeah. right? But it does so much for you. It kills their Arcane Barrier and their Kadachis, and, you know. And pairs with Waning Moon. 
it's just and by kadachis you mean aether wings yeah you know their spectral shield whatever <laughs> that onslaught of one attack yeah they're against. called aether wings i mean kadachis were the you know original <laughs> generic cards um crown of providence i gave crown of providence three stars i think this card is insanely good but it's not gonna win you the game right getting a free hand filter and a block for two is like a no-brainer but uh not like overbearingly powerful um i gave it four stars i think it's a real bomb card i mean at one point you get a block two damage and get five cards into your hand or filter your hand. I think it's really, really good. But would I take it over certain other hats? Probably. There just aren't a lot of great options. Would I take it over Coronet Peak? No. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, it just has like a better repeatable ability, you know? But no, yeah, totally. I just mean that's an interesting scenario. Not oh, I disagree. Oh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. But also, uh, yeah, I'm not being <laughs> passive aggressive. I'm just saying what I mean. I mean, insane <laughs> draft pulls, right? Is that you pull two legendary hats <laughs> in this? Yeah, and have yeah, to decide. So not really applicable. Um. Okay, so then we're. I just did all of the quelling clothes as one. Uh, rating yep. thing, which is uh cool. And I put them at two stars because all they do is quell. And uh, the other pieces of equipment are better in the class stuff because they have like an ability. Um, But you would be, these are good and you would be very happy with them, but they might not be the equipment that I pick in my first couple of picks on pack one. Yeah, that's fair. I guess it depends on what's in the pack, right? Um, Yeah, I mean, I gave them three stars, but just because it's like in so many cases, I guess not against Eastlander, right? Because then they can only block two in a turn. But against Dromai or Phi, you can pitch a blue and negate three damage, um, I feel like is going to come up fairly often. So uh, the more that opportunity you have online, the better. I just wouldn't pick them over the class specific equipment with quell as well. So that's why I gave it two stars. Yeah. That's <clears> fair. Um, a race face. I had it three. I just bumped it up to four <laughs> stars. I think this card is just, it demands a block right from like, well, so for Dromai, it doesn't take away the dragon subtext. So it doesn't impede her ability that way, but it like demands a block from Phi or Eastlander and it pops dragon. It's just to me, it's like, it's so online all the time um, that this could be like a pack one, pick one situation. Oh, for sure. You slam pick this every time. I gave it four stars. It's like one of the most nice. bomby cards. It's like maybe only not as good into Phi, depending on what his like board state is. But even then, it's like, uh, you know, six damage, but all of their class cards and stuff lose the talent, right? So then a lot of the cards that like need to reference 
uh, the different chain links they cannot anymore. So it's it's super good. Yeah. Um, next up we have Vipox. I gave it two stars. It's just it's just good. Yeah, I gave it three stars because whether they're blocking with Quell or a card, at the end of the chain for Dromai or Phi, this demands a card. Um, you know, assuming they held any cards. But yeah, I agree. Not not really great. Sweet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I move on to the next <laughs> card. Sorry, we've been at this a while. That all you got? Which is pretty funny, I gotta say. Um, I give this three stars because it's just, it's like really good for a card out of your hand. You can negate some damage and then it replaces itself. It also like moves through your deck faster. You know, it's just like free damage negation to me. I think it's like pretty, pretty excellent. Three stars. Uh, yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, three stars for sure. It like kind of blocks six damage kind of because it could block six, right? Because it like blocks three and then replaces it self. So then maybe with another three blocks. So it's like a, that you then could block with. So it's like one card that blocks for six, which is pretty insane but maybe my logic yeah. is off a little bit, but at, or it blocks three for no card out of your hand. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Which is, which is really cool. Yeah. So I really like that as well. Three stars for sure. doesn't cost anything. Well, so it only blocks two really right to use its ability to be. Yeah. Fair. But then you can't like do something cute, like rapid reflex blue and give it plus one, you know, or something. Yeah. Um, Next up, we have Fog Down. Three stars. Uh, it's a really... I think it's a good card and relevant versus the Dragons. So they just get to invoke, and then that's it. You know? So then they kind of have to, like, maybe play around Fog Down uh, in a weird way. And it blocks for three. Nice. I disagree. One star. Nice. I think this card's pretty bad. It doesn't apply to Eastlander or Phi, most likely. Um, and so if you play it against Dromai, it's fine. But then there's a chance Dromai can kind of play around it, right? And just like play play some attacks with Go again and then attack with her existing dragons and Arsenal, the dragon she was going to play. I guess it depends on how many non-attack actions she has, but it's just like, it's not like a surprise. So I don't feel like, it's a yellow, yeah, and then it costs three. Um, to me, is like a bit too much. I'm gonna pass on this one. Okay, maybe you're correct. You've convinced me. Maybe. All right. <laughs> I mean, right place, right time. It could be insane, but um, that's what I'm, I'm sticking yeah. with. It. This is the first time I feel like you've really convinced me on something, and I felt wrong. So good job. One out of ninety cards. Nice. First time ever. <laughs> yeah. We're getting somewhere. <laughs> um. So Flex, I gave this three stars. Um, just because a zero for four attack on its own is like not that bad, right? It's like wounding blow, but I guess blocks for two. Or it can be a popper, 
which I think is like, uh, you know, fairly rare and fairly powerful in terms of it would cost you two cards to like end their turn and like destroy a dragon or something. So I think that it's uh, it's very p- powerful in that sense. Mm, I gave it two stars um, because I would rather if I'm going to use it really as a popper, I think I would rather have like Findall's fighting spirit. Um, but I like flex is cool because of its name and its design space, right? Like two for six is the going rate for cards, right? And so is zero for four. Mm -hmm. So it's cool that it's named flex and it does the two things that are like on curve with every other card. So yeah. Very yeah, flexible. But so I'd still only give it two stars, especially because in like yellow and blue, it sucks. Yeah, definitely. Only the red. Three stars red, one star the rest. Uh next up we have Findall's Fighting Spirit. And I give this three stars. The reds and the yellows are good. They're poppers and uh they it has an effect right it's like a and even in cc like if you're looking for sixes yellow sixes even in your deck like prism puts this instead of raging onslaught because it's just good right yeah i agree and it's like i also gave it three stars you want poppers and the the like three for eight life exchange in red is also just like yeah really powerful and Mm -hmm. limited you know even if that's not what your deck's trying to do if you have an off turn or something you can just two cards swing for eight love it yeah um so next up i we have sift which i don't know i'm giving this two stars in red zero stars in the rest (laughs) um so it, it works for Dromai and that you can play it and then it turns on your go again for one card. So that's really good. But and it it like digs through your deck, which I like, but it doesn't it's like a whole card that to not really do anything. And you can't plan around it because you don't know what you're gonna draw. You have to keep garbage cards to, you know, then sift them. So I'm I'm pretty off this card. Yeah, I am. I gave this. What did I give this? Uh, one star, and it could be better, but I'm not seeing it. So, one star. Yeah. In CC, though, as a non Runeblade, non Briar player, I'm pretty high on this in Briar. Yeah, it's like an upgrade. It could be totally upgrade wrong. for anybody <laughs> running um, Whispers, I think. Yeah, it's not, and it does your half of your Rosetta and Lightning yeah. token. Um, and digs. N- I think that's really good. Just this card digs so much. <laughs> totally. <You know? clears throat> Next up, we have Strategic Planning. I gave this also one star. Could be good anti-fatigue tech, but it reminds me of So Tomorrow, and So Tomorrow is just like a better card <clears throat> because it like, uh is also a fuse card and there's no reason for me to have a generic non-attack action that just draws me a card at the end of my turn and puts a card back in my deck 
yeah, I gave this one star. I might give it zero stars, you know? And it's like the card you draw in your end phase, you get a, you get an arsenal, but you might not, you know, who knows, right? You might draw something you don't want right. an arsenal. So. <clears throat> yeah, totally. Um, so then in, in that way, it's just like, yeah, maybe in five, it's no, no, yeah. cost one. Um, zero stars. Brother in arms. Um, in the red, I gave three stars uh, because it's a popper. Again, just six damage and limited is like quite a lot as well. I also kind of like the bonus ability. I don't think it's that great, but it does synergize with Quell. Yeah. Or even Arcane Barrier if you want, right? And that it's pretty bad on its own, but, um, you know, you can pitch for it. You can pitch a red to make an ash. You can pitch a blue, use it with Quell. You know, it's not... It's not really just like kind of has a lot of things going on that are okay. Yeah. I give it three stars because it pairs so well with quell and you can get it in a red. That's a six popper. So I gave it three stars. Nice. <clears throat> um, well, we're almost there. Uh, critical strike. I gave two scar, two stars. It is an okay. Fair card. One for five blocks for three. No abilities pretty generic yeah i also gave it two stars it's like really good value as a chain ender you know for dromai mm-hmm. or phi but on its own then it's like two cards for five right whereas if you're just swinging with two cards you want like something a little better like two for six or yeah you know three for seven or yeah. whatever um on to our reprint here uh scar for a scar red um or scar for a scar in general (laughs) but i'm looking at the red uh i gave this three stars you could argue like you know well probably not higher the thing is there's a lot of go again attacks in this set so that i feel like this isn't at quite as much of a premium since it's a conditional go again but zero for four go again is excellent especially at an earlier pick you know great in Eastlander. yeah uh we already know how good this card is three stars yeah (laughs) um trade in i gave uh three stars it is a free go again attack and it works well with your phoenix flames boom nice um yeah i gave it one star just because the inflexibility needing to play it out of arsenal um and I don't want to burn any card except a Phoenix Flame because I don't want to burn my deck uh, unless I have like a power combo. But a lot of times in Limited, you're not really looking to like just get rid of cards. Right. <laughs> um, if you're digging for a combo, great. And yes, you do have a really good point. With Phoenix Flames, it gets a lot better. So maybe I'm a bit off base here. Um, Let's see. We got three cards left. Is everybody really excited? Still awake? <laughs> Highly entertained. <laughs> Some white, white knuckled shit we got going on here. All right. Now that I've had Yeah, you you're all losing up, it, bro. Healing bomb. <laughs> healing bomb red. Um, I have this at three stars, actually. Only the red. I think the other one's really bad. And I could be wrong here, but with both Phi and Dromai, you have like lots of go again. 
and ending the chain with this i think is pretty good because it combats both arcane damage that you maybe not be able to block and also this like really wide plinky damage it like makes up for a lot of that so i actually think this is fairly good uh i give it one star it just like does it does its one thing and it synergizes zero with all the other decks so one star all right sigil of protection um i gave this two stars just in the red um and it works with like waning moon which is kind of cool so this one does have a little bit of synergy um but it's still not great but if i was in Icelander, and this was, I could pick up a red, maybe even a yellow. I would be happy to have it. Yeah. Yeah, get that waning moon synergy. Um, yeah, I also gave this two stars. It's just not, right, like a lot of heroes can kind of plink it away or all the heroes can kind of plink it away and then hit you afterwards for something bigger. So... To me, it's just not worth the cost. Um, I like the next card much better, Oasis Respite. I gave three stars. Uh, because, I mean, it does cost two cards, which is unfortunate. If you do pitch a blue, it does pair with Quell, if you want to go that route. Um, but it does make an Ash when you play it, and it does prevent um, you know, break points and arcane damage. So in the red, sorry caveat in the red uh i think it's actually quite good i just gave it two stars and said it's uh maybe better than i think it is so maybe two stars plus but it's like two stars plus or minus really i think it could go either way well i'll have to play with it to really see that one yeah and i it could be a bit too card hungry for me it's just i see the see the ash production you know (laughs) Yeah. No waning moon synergy, though. <laughs> uh, well, that's it. That's all the cards. I uh, I had a, a lot of fun uh, recording this episode and doing this exercise, and especially since we talked about it in our draft episodes as an exercise you could do to help prepare you for an upcoming draft set. I was happy that we got to do this, and I thank everybody for listening to this behemoth of a podcast that is maybe like not very fun to listen to um but you stuck in there (laughs) and you made it and maybe you had fun along the way like we did so thank you yeah it's an optional pod if you're into it glad you're here if you bailed then you know that's fine too totally is fine all right we will waste no more of your time thank you and we'll see you next time bye-bye farewell Thank you for listening. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at the Attack Action Podcast. On Twitter, we are at BattleBroTaylor and at BattleBroIsaac. Shoot us an email, theattackactionpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to support us, like and subscribe, shop for singles using our affiliate link, or support our Patreon for as little as $4 per month.